We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The Cubs are very much interested in trading for a closer. Yeah, they've had conversations with Cleveland about Emmanuel Classe. Well, I don't know who you're talking about because Dustin Rhodes talked about the guy who's led baseball in saves like this. Reports that the Cubs are interested in trading for the Guardians closer, Emmanuel Classy. <laughs> that dude is so classy. You see, the thing about classy is it's a state of mind. The guys strolling out there in a tux, just ready to <laughs> mow him down. Our guy, Emmanuel Classy. What you got a bow tie on for, man? That's good, but it's not classy. I I need something classy, like the opening of a car dealership. That's it. I'm picturing Mr. Peanut right now. Like, he's strolling out from the bullpen with the big top hat going and he's, like, you know, flipping the cane. Mr. Peanut is not classy. He's a regular peanut. He just happens to have a cane, a monocle, and a top hat. That's what makes him classy. I disagree. I've seen far less classy peanuts than that guy. You do a lot worse than Mr. Peanut, my friend. Emmanuel Classy. (laughs) He got my cat out of a tree last last month. Uh, Emmanuel Classy? Yeah, it was a very classy thing. Classy move. Uh, I don't know. Is it classy enough? Jim, enough with the classy, okay? Comped my dinner uh, at uh, Boulevard Steakhouse the other night. He wow. just saw me from across the room. Emmanuel Classy. Classy move. No bat flipping, no fist bumping. He just tips his cap. <laughs> That's to right. The other team. <laughs> Shakes the hand of the man who hit the home run off of it. A fine job by you, sir. Very classy, Emmanuel. For you, I extend congratulations. Is there a nicer guy on the field? In any game than classic. He shakes the hand of the umpire, the opposing team. Fans are standing at Wrigley. Emmanuel Classe is on the mound. Classe. French. Classic? One, One, two, three. Here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. No Class A or Classy or any move uh, for the Cubs since yesterday. White Sox might be moving. Bears taking their time on the offensive coordinator search. A lot of waiting going on around these parts. It's true, but at least we've got some new stuff to chew on that White Sox stadium story. And Cliff Kingsbury, when that happened and that name came down during our meeting, there was uh, some reaction all around the room. I mean, listen, the guy is... If it's simply about developing the quarterback, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams. Pretty good list, especially given that the Bears are most likely going to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah, and you got you to figure Caleb and Kingsbury working together at USC is a pretty – is is a has been a pretty good relationship and a pretty good fit. And you'd imagine that Caleb would be happy with that, and they could pick up where they left off from a guy who has been in the NFL, Kingsbury. Yeah, it didn't go great uh, when he when he was in the NFL. I don't know, man. He had a pretty good job and a nice house. Oh, he made a lot of money. He seemed to have done pretty well. So, <laughs> d- could you define not go well, Danny? Well, I mean, he went 
what four, uh, three and fourteen or four and thirteen? Uh-huh. Uh, his last year, one year after signing his big extension, and then he got fired. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that part didn't go well. Yeah. Laid back and introverted is like the polite way that people describe him. Arrogant, arrogant and aloof. Arrogant and aloof is the bad way that people describe him. A play play designer is the thing with Kingsbury too. Like just always thinking about the next great play and the next brilliant play and the next innovative thing and struggle to see some of like the macro big picture stuff Mm -hmm. when he was a head coach. I'm looking forward to asking Peter King about him in about an hour or so, because I wonder what the reputation is around the NFL for Kingsbury and what people think about the work ethic and the approach and and whether it it can connect with the modern player in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know, but it if nothing else it could be as part of your due diligence on Caleb. Oh yeah. Bring him in, ask him questions, put stuff up on the board. What was he like? How did you get through to him? How did you handle the tough losses? How, why the struggles against uh-huh. top defenses? Why did it decline over the course of the year? You know what I mean? Hey, what well, was your well, role in that? What did you think of Caleb's focus as the year went on? Yeah. Just, just curious, Cliff, as How long as we have How did you here. help him with these things? Uh-huh. And they give you some insight into the answers of Did he keep listening to you all year long when things got worse? Did he ever check out, Cliff? Yeah. Just checking in. That should be a part of it. Yeah. Um, he also- How about the nails, Cliff? They're colored, huh? Uh-huh. Hey, Cliff, you see that Notre Dame game? <laughs> hey, Cliff, the guy loves his mom. What yeah. a what yeah. a dummy, right? Hey, Cliff, did he ever cry around you? Did he ever show emotion? What do you think of that? What do you oh, think my of- God, Cliff. These are good questions. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> These are good questions. It's going to be hard holding on to Shane today. He's just like a <laughs> rocket ship ready to take off. Towards best the- days. I wish you would not have set that up at 2.33 p.m. <laughs> Central Standard Time. Hey. Because, brother, I am ready. Keep them listening. Keep them listening. I am listening. ready to sink the show and the station. <laughs> oh, you just, good. You, you, you give me the... Now- Katie, <laughs> you take away my, my microphone button today. Uh-huh. Right now, do brother. It, it, Take Tanny. it away. Take because it away. I'm setting the place on fire. It seems a little loud right now. Got to be honest. A little with you. So sorry about that. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's going to be no, good. No, it's all right. So it's sorry about that. Maybe there's a reason I set it up. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Get back to this after Peter King. Dave. No, Peter knows. We're bumping Peter King. I filled him in. Good, good. That's exactly what I want to hear. This is uh, this is not about bread, right? It's on the table. He's had a rough day. It's part of it. Everything's about bread in the long run. Man. It's all about bread. I mean, I'd say the anger's baked into the show today. <laughs> Last I heard, he was living on a beach in Thailand. <laughs> Makes sense. He had the best response to being fired ever. Kingsbury. He just went to Thailand with his bikini model girlfriend on a one-way plane ticket hmm. and turned down head coaching interviews. That's right, I forgot about that. He just is like I, he just took the Cardinals money and said I'm not calling any of you back about any of these jobs and he just went to Thailand. And then his model girlfriend started posting about it on Instagram and it looked like he was well, Last I heard he was living on a beach in Thailand. Yeah. It sounded like the greatest job in the world. So for for that reason and no other reason only. Respect to Cliff Kingsbury. I hope he gets the job. Uh, Peter King, we'll ask him about that at 3 o'clock. Jarrett Payton on the mashup of these coaches, 
running backs as coaches beyond uh, running back coaches in terms of offensive coordinator qualifications. We'll talk football with JP next on The Score. Hey, how you doing? Jared Payton. I always feel smarter when I get off the phone with you guys. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Former NFL running back. And Payton will hit Payton. Touchdown, Titans. College football national champion. Well, Miami has erased all doubts about the national champion. Son of Walter Payton. Not only is my dad an exceptional athlete, he's a role model. He's my biggest role model and best friend. We made a wager who would be the first one to break down in tears, and I was the first one to say that I wouldn't. And after hearing my son get up here and talk, I don't care if I lose the bet. Sports anchor for WGN. Shane, I saw that video, and then I didn't know if you were calling Danny stupid, and I was like, whoa, these two. Probably. No, no, no. I would never. No, I'd never call Danny stupid. Not in that segment anyway. Not not, not publicly. That's more like a behind my back type of thing. I mean, I'm so sorry for starting any beef in the score office right now. I'm so sorry. Start. sure you are. Start. You got some beef. J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Told you folks she's going to be hearing a lot from you. Jared Payton with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Love talking to Jared Payton. We'll talk to Peter King coming up at 3 o'clock. He's on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. What up, JP? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? We're we're doing well, man. We're doing well. Um, does Do any of these names jump out to you do you know any of them Shane Waldron Clint Kubiak Liam Cohn Greg Olson Greg Roman Thomas Brown Marcus Brady Zach Robinson Cliff Kingsbury uh yes I do Danny I um it's kind of crazy Marcus uh Brady and I were teammates when I was in uh, Montreal in 07 and 08 and so he was the quarterback there who was the backup to Anthony Calvillo and if you do your home, if people out there do their homework on Anthony Calvillo, he's kind of like the Joe Montana of of uh, Canadian football, man. Played for for a long time, and so Marcus and I became really good friends and got a chance to really be able to know him. He's a great football mind. It's been you know from his time at the Colts to now the Eagles. I mean, he's he's kind of traveled and moved around. Last time I saw him, I think it was two Super Bowls ago, and we were just you know, having conversations just about, you know, what he's trying to do and where he's trying to go. And so the fact that he's getting this opportunity is uh, very special. And then also as well, Kingsbury, that's my boy, man. He was, him and I were also in 07 when I got to Montreal. Uh, he was there trying out with with me uh, in Montreal. for he, he didn't make the team, but he was there and we got a chance to really get to know each other throughout the, that whole entire process and and not super close but when we see each other we we connect on social media every once in a while and then um, we see each other it's it's always a a good laugh and a good time we always talk about the old time so great football mind him as well and I think that connection that he has you know with Caleb I think is very interesting of why he's you know coming in with these interviews and kind of what Ryan Poles and company are going to be able to get out of him as uh, they go through that interview process. You know, Kingsbury's fascinating in terms of the resume. Once he started to be a coach, he was at University of Houston when Case Keenum, like, broke records in the NCAA Division One, and obviously went on to an NFL life. He's at Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel. Um, and then, of course, we move on to his time at Texas Tech, and that's where he's there with Mahomes. And then there's Kyler at, at Oklahoma and... Then there's, you know, obviously Caleb. So it, it's it's a remarkable 
run. Like, what do you believe from knowing him a little bit and from talking to others? Does he have some kind of magic quarterback touch in terms of his personality, or is he just a really good play designer? What's your take on him as a as a coach, to the best of your knowledge? I, I think it comes down to speaks just his 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 mindset of being able to to put together plays, but also I think. It's you guys talked about it, you know, from him sitting in. Remember that picture of him sitting in his house in Arizona with his feet up and, you know, the mountains in the background. He, his swag is through the roof. And so, you know, he's always the best looking guy in the in the room and always, you know, as the kids would say, got the drip on. So I think his his interaction, the way that he talks to these quarterbacks and the way I think he's able to kind of get into their mind a little bit, but also hear them but talk that same language when it's when it comes to X's and O's. I think that is what makes him have this, I, I'm not no quarterback guru, but he's got something where these guys believe in him and they feel comfortable with him. And so uh, I think that's one of his special qualities when it comes to coaching the game of football, but also getting the best and in, in kind of learning about these quarterbacks that he's working with. So Olin had a problem with Chris Morgan being retained, not because he didn't like Chris Morgan, but because it meant that the offensive coordinator would not be hiring his offensive line coach. So there's an O-line coach that's here. There's a tight ends coach that's here. They've interviewed uh, or have scheduled to interview at this point uh, going on 10 names. I think we're up to nine names. My, my assumption is that maybe they're trying to build a super staff and Poles is going to like make some of these guys work together, that they're not all really – hire or interviewing for offensive coordinator job, but they're interviewing for a chance to join the bears and coach Caleb Williams. What do you make of the fact that this is looking like it's not going to be hire one person. And then that one person hires their entire offensive staff. Um, <laughs> Danny, it sounds like uh, business as usual a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it, it always seems like when, when you're going, when they're going through these processes, the bears to be able to figure out, how they're putting together, whether it's getting your your GM and your coach or your coach, or your GM and, and going through this process, it always seems like there always is a misstep. I mean, it could work. Anything can work. But it goes back to, I think, I, I'm here and I, I've been listening to you guys like for the last week and just like about the conversations about Justin and and your guys' feeling about Caleb and and it's not changed me in, in a way, but when it comes down to, to polls and his decision, I've stepped back a little bit because you guys know I'm on that Justin side of the fence. I've always been. Um, but I've, I've listened to you guys. I've jumped back a little bit and said, you know, it's not about not just loving Justin. It's about believing in Ryan Poles that he is going to do what's best for this organization until I see that things aren't working. Then I will criticize or I will have my own comments but if he's feeling this is the way that he wants to go, the same way that he's going about this quarterback decision that he has to make, that I'm going to be on board with whatever decision that he makes. And then throughout the, throughout the time, we'll see if it works out down the line, and then we can all have our comments on it. So for right now, if that's the way they're going to go about it, it might not be the way that I would do it, but I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for right now. Why has Ryan Poles earned your trust? And I don't think you're alone in that, but why has he earned your I, trust? Speaks, speaks. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a full trust. It's just like, I still feel like it's early in what I've seen. I mean, I understand that these GMs don't always make the right decisions all the time. And we, we can go back to, 
you know, the Claypool move, right? That didn't work out. There's some moves that didn't work out. There's moves that, that have. I like the direction that where I saw things, especially, I guess, more with on the defensive side and what I think can happen if you add some more assets on the defensive side. And depending now, it's kind of a toss-up on, on the – on the offensive side of seeing if you're going to go the other direction uh, with a new quarterback, the things are going to change a little bit. I just have always been in on the side of things where I've always wanted football people to be in football positions. And I wanted a football guy. And I said, I believe that he's a football guy when it comes to polls. And so I I'm still early on this. I was in it for the long haul with him and I still am. And so I'm giving you the opportunity to show me you can get this thing back on track. And eventually that, that time's going to run out or we're going to start seeing things that don't work out. And then I can, I can maybe criticize or, or have my comments or my views on it's maybe they're, they should go another direction. But until then, I, I want to let this thing play out a little bit instead of being for me, always so hostile all the time because I want change and I want it fast, but also have to understand that it needs to be, something that comes gradually. And in the NFL, I, we all know that we, all of us know this, it, that doesn't happen. We want things to turn around fast and they can in the NFL because we've seen that as well. If you do it in a couple of drafts or you can do it over an off season as well. Uh, Jared, Thomas Brown is an interesting guy. The former running back at Georgia and a little bit in the NFL Turns out he was a high school rival with Sean McVay. So when it was time to get into coaching, Sean McVay said, come work for me. And Sean McVay believes he can be an offensive coordinator, believes he can be a head coach. It's pretty rare to have a running back become an offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy is an obvious one working now, but I wonder what the challenge is. We think of them as quarterback whisperers or at least quarterback conversationalists. Could you as a running back and can running backs become good <laughs> offensive coordinators? Uh, Speaks. there's no way I could be an offensive coordinator. I'm just telling you right now. It is, it is way too complex for me. And I, I, it's really, really hard. I, you can never say never. I think these guys, as long as you're around the game, you're a student of the game. Um, you, especially for running backs, man, more than, most of the time, we always talk about the offensive line, you know, being, you know, a quarterback's best friend. Well, you don't, people don't see the amount of time and, and the, what running backs have to do, especially in the pass protection game, to be able to protect your quarterback or even to be a, a, a really good downhill runner, control the game on the ground and what that does for a quarterback. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that you can't be. Uh, I know it's rare, but if you're around the game and you're a student of the game and if Sean McVay is giving you any type of cr credit or credentials, man, I, I, you got to take that for what it is because uh, especially I, I love his football mind as well. And um, I always do this, Danny. I just thought about this. There was a time at, at the, uh, I always go sideways, at the, the combine one time, Clint, uh, Cliff and McVay were sitting, you know, it was like one of those nights at when the combine was starting, they were sitting having, having dinner or uh, drinks or something. And I walked up to say hi to Cliff and both were started talking. I went, I said something to Sean, like, hey, man, you don't know me. And he goes, nah, I know you. I, I know who you are. I'm like, that's what's up. And Cliff, wanted me because we used to back in the day used to rap all the time in 07 around like the tables at lunch and stuff and so cliff was like begging me to rap for sean mcveigh and i was like dude i'm not rapping for sean mcveigh he's like he's like please rap for him i'm like nah that's the kind of dude cliff K cliff kingsbury is and i know i just went left and i always do <laughs> I, I, well well i see now you actually you stepped on a landmine jared because I, now i would like you to rap yeah. for our audience 
Oh my goodness, I haven't rapped in so long. Um, let's, let's, let's pretend that there have been a few, a few, co- a few cocktails see. have been flowing. A few yeah. cocktails have been flowing. You're at a, you're at a okay, bar. They say right. you got to grab the mic. What, what song would you go to? I'm gonna say it's. I, I, I used to write lyrics, so I'll give you something real quick. Um, man, I'm, I'm so sick. I, I'm so sick. I don't need Grey's Anatomy. I need Meredith Grey, yes, to take care of me. Never find a rapper is good, that's a rarity. So stop listening here is just your moment of clarity. The severity until they bury me. I'm the best apparently. That's why my pops gave me all this watch. Oh man, that's all I got for you. Bro. Oh, yeah. pretty good though, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was yours? Yeah, it's a little bit, uh-huh. you know, a little bit. Yeah, you Meredith Grey could take care of you. I like that line. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, yeah somebody's yeah. gonna st- Drake's gonna end up stealing that. It's gonna be on his next album. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty that's strong. That's pretty good flow, actually. All right, I see you, Jared. That's something for me. Right. Um, ne- I was gonna ne- tell. Ne- next time I'll, we'll do the whole song. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll do the whole song, man. But always, man, this is an interesting, uh, interesting time for the Bears. I I had a talk with a with a, an exec that's been in the league for a minute now and he was I was asking the the conversation was driving to work can you what is your thoughts on Justin Fields and and Caleb Williams and he said he told me he said listen I believe in Justin Fields I could win with him like a Super Bowl with him but it's got to be done the right way and I don't think that he was handled the right way in Chicago and I said okay and that's how kind of I've I've always felt and I asked him about Caleb and it was just funny and it's stuff that we know he said just watching his film he reminds you his film reminds you of when Patrick Mahomes was coming out just not as reckless and if you both options are are good options it just feels like when you come down to it at the grand scheme of things and you start looking at it for Ryan Poles this gives him an opportunity if he does go the opposite direction to give him a little bit more time and not mortgage your future on Justin and I know a lot of Bears fans are 50 50 um, but for me, I, I looking at jobs, man, I got one of the one of the only jobs. There's not a lot of anchoring jobs on TV in Chicago, and I'm very thankful for it. And so I know when it comes to being a GM, you, you don't get those opportunities that often. And if you're telling me that a, both options are really, really good, like I, to me, and you have an opportunity to do something special either direction that he goes. But that's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of months. Yeah, it, it, it is a, a very special situation where they both could be decent options. And at that point, the finances and the team building freedom of drafting and resetting hey. the clock is just too big, man. But guess what? Danny said it yesterday, though. Mess around and let QB1 go to Atlanta, it could be a problem. I'm just tell I'm just telling you right now, like – him in Atlanta could be a problem. So just when Danny was talking about that yesterday, Speaks, you weren't feeling it. No. Nope. But I was in the car going like, Danny, I feel you because that's how I feel. He he could go there and, man, if he does, oh, man, that could be scary. I'll, ro- really I'll, scary. I'll root for him. I'll be scared of him blowing up, but I'll assume that Caleb's going to be better. Uh, Jared, good stuff, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, what does Peter King make of the list that Ryan Poles is bringing in? Cliff Kingsbury, the most recent name. Peter King, next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.